Every Saturday, Trish Orico can be found prowling the houses of northern Melbourne with a hammer. No, she's not armed and dangerous. This go-getting mum of three is one of a rare breed of female auctioneers. So, how has the Craggy Burn star managed to swim against the gender tide? Welcome to The Greats. common bond, being part of something that started over 116 years ago in the humblest of beginnings. United by a set of family values that have been unchanged since 1902 that separates us from everybody else. Ray would be proud of what we've done. We've become a big company. Best advantage in being big is that we have the capacity to bring so much more back to you. Trish, thank you for joining the greats podcast. Uh, we'll start with a, a curly one. How would your mum describe you? That's a great question. Um, she would definitely say that I am ambitious, uh, 100%. Ever since I was little, if I wanted to do something, I would always put 100% in to do it. And whether it was fishing with my dad or playing footy with my brothers or putting makeup on with my older sister, it, whatever it was, I was definitely ambitious and would throw myself into it. I heard uh, you mentioned in a, in a prior interview that uh, you always wanted to be an auctioneer, but when did you first see an auctioneer in action? The very first auctioneer I ever saw was, oh, was a while ago, was my grandparents' house in Brunswick in uh, Melbourne, which is a, a really great suburb um, in Melbourne, quite an expensive suburb. So that would have probably been about maybe 12 years ago, 12, 13 years ago, something like that. Very, that was the first time I'd ever seen an auctioneer. And from that, I was just so impressed with the way that he conducted himself with that auction. And it was a quite, quite a long auction. It blocked the whole street. There was a lot of people there. So it was a really, really hot day. Um, it, was, uh, it was in March, but it was really hot that day. Uh, I'll never forget it. It was my youngest sister's 21st birthday. So it was a perfect day to remember it. But from there, I, you know, I just got, I guess, the buzz um, and the excitement of it and the thrill of it and, and hearing the way he was conducting it and, and I guess that control of, of the bidding, etc. So that was the first one I'd ever seen. And then I saw a few more um, more recently, five, six, seven years ago. Um, and I guess when I came into real estate, it was something that was definitely on my mind from really from day one, to be honest. So we'll step it back a bit. And at that first auction that you saw on your sister's 21st birthday, were you in real estate at the time? No, I was not. I was a stay-at-home mum at the time. <laughs> of how many children? I've got three. Right. Yes. Okay. So I was home for actually nine years with my little spunks um, and then got back into the, into the workforce once my youngest started prep. So why real estate? I've always been in sales. I've always loved uh, the thrill of sales and achieving over and above the expectation of it. So, and I've had that customer service with sales since oh, I think I was like 18. It was like one of my first jobs. Uh, being on the phone, selling raffle tickets for a charity and I loved it. Um, so it's, it's just always been something I wanted to do in sales. So that's why I got into real estate. It's close to home. I love the area I live in. So why not marry the two? Fair enough. And uh, were you born and bred in Melbourne, which is where you are coming from now? Yes, I was. I am. <laughs> How did you get started? Once you saw that first auction, you, you jumped into real estate. How did you get uh, 
into into auctioneering, into picking up that gavel and and calling calling the shots. Well, a lot of training with the guys at the office. I'm I'm absolutely blessed to work with a great bunch of people, and they do take time, and they realise your goals and your ambitions, and they'll definitely spend time with you and train you in doing that. Um, and Ray White themselves have great programs for people who want to learn to be auctioneers, and I did that that program oh, probably two to three years ago now. Um, so that was a great, great thing to do. It was like three days of, of, of training about auctioneering and we were calling auctions in the middle of the street in the city, which was a very, very scary experience, but it was a good one. Uh, so, yeah, you know, having people around you that are able to give you guidance and tell you where you are going right, where you are going wrong, that's been a, you know, a great support for me to be able to get into that auctioneering role. But you're swimming against the tide, Trish. You're one of only a handful of female auctioneers in Victoria for Ray White at the moment. Yeah. We hope that will rise. Why do you think there are so few of you? It's a good question. Um, I think it's something where you just got to have a go. You really just have to get out there and have a go. Um, I always, when I got into real estate, it was something that was 100% for me and there was no plan B. So for me, it was providing that full service for my clients, you know, from start to finish, including auctioning the property. I just wanted to be able to provide that full package. Um, I think, you know, there is that hesitation because you, you do need to have the loud voice, you need to be quite out there, the confidence, all that kind of stuff. But, I mean, let's be honest, most of us, oh, look, I'm an older female, well, let's be honest about that. So I've got kids, I'm used to loud voices and lots of volume in the house. So You're Italian, exactly. you? So it's all about the hand moving and the volume. And so you know, <laughs> that, that part of it I actually found probably the easiest. It's getting over the fear of doing it. Um, and initially... Once you actually get out there and you actually call a few auctions, that tends to go and then, then the thrill then becomes of how much more can I get for my vendor here. And so it, it's a different challenge once you've just broken that little confidence uh, at the start of it. So I'd love to see more females out there doing it. Um, but I definitely recommend get some great training, good mentors, um, and, and you'll, be able to, you'll be able to do it hands down. If you think you can't, I'm telling you there's a way that you can. Do you think the tide's turning? Do you think that more females are becoming interested in that role? Are you seeing that on the ground? Oh, it's hard to say from, from here, um, probably not from our area, uh, but definitely, you know, I can see that there are more female auctioneers that are out there than there used to be. Um, it'd be good to get the push through and get some more out there, definitely, you know, 100%. The way I look at it, it's it's not really gender-based. It's, it's one of those things where it, you're going to get out what you put in. So as long as you can have the confidence behind you, really want to do the best for the vendor, for the buyer, like have the, their best interests at heart, you can take that leap and you can do it. You can become an auctioneer and you'd be surprised. You'd be very surprised. We need to clone you. We need 10 of you, Trish. And then you need to go into training around the country. Oh, I don't know if I could do that. I, I, I love representing my vendors too much. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you love auctions so much? Is it game day for you? I know you love your footy. Yes, yes. I'm an, I'm an avid kangaroo supporter. Just don't talk to me about the game the other night. Uh, we're moving past <laughs> that. We're moving past that. <laughs> 
<laughs> so is it that thrill? Is it the buzz of the the competition, the game day, the crowd? Yeah, look, I think it's a it's a combination of, of all of that. Saturdays are our biggest days uh, in this office. So we're still seeing some great results with auctions in this area. We're still holding over an 80% clearance rate, which is phenomenal for what's happening in general. Um, so for us, it's really about getting out there getting buyers through the doors for the vendors and trying to get as much as possible out of this current market. So it's definitely game on on Saturdays and we've got the whole team that's there to support the vendors. Like any athlete, uh, do you have a, a pre-auction ritual or a pre-match ritual? Do you have lucky, I was going to say undies, lucky <laughs> Actually, one of the guys in the office has lucky undies. That's Andrew. He's going to kill me for that, but he does have lucky undies. Um no, not really. I do, before I'm, I am calling an auction, so Saturday morning, my, I guess my ritual would be that the music in my car is pumping really, really loud um, and that's just so that I can open up the vocals a little bit and, you know, get them, uh, you know, all warmed up for auction day. The only, I, I suppose, other thing that I had was I, I was very well known that as soon as I jumped out of my car and I was in my awesome yellow heels that that was it i was auctioning that particular property so all the buyers would know i'd literally be walking up and they'd be like oh it's trish she's auctioning because i had the yellow shoes on um they died unfortunately <laughs> they lived a long life but they died uh, it's been a struggle to replace them so i'm hoping that i can find some really good ray white yellow shoes that aren't 12 centimeters tall because uh, i don't want to fall over during an auction let's be honest uh, not ideal. The safety has yeah. it. So we'll put a shout out now if there are any <laughs> designers out there who are looking at uh, looking at producing a yellow heel within a reasonable height, then, uh, yes, then call Trish Orico. Oh, please contact me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, you mentioned singing along in the car. Any favourite hits? Oh, oh gosh, I'm going to show my age here. I, I am a big Bon Jovi fan. Um, so most of the time on a Saturday morning, it is definitely belting out some good old-fashioned Bon Jovi. <laughs> Love it. Life, as much as real estate um, agents tend to make out, life isn't always roses, is it? So I imagine over your career, be it uh, as a sales agent or when you um, qualified as an auctioneer as well, that you've had some hurdles to overcome. What are they? What, are, what have been some of the challenges? Oh, look, I think one of the biggest things for me coming into it was, you know, I, did, I do have three kids, so you really need to find that balance, uh, that work and family balance. Um, again, as I said earlier, I'm blessed to work in the area that I live in so, and work with a great bunch of guys. So basically if I needed to shoot off to the school for, for any functions or assemblies, etc. If I needed things covered, they were there to help out with that. So you really do have to find that balance. I think that was the biggest hurdle for me coming from being a stay-at-home mum for nine years and, uh, you know, attending every single school event to picking and choosing which school events to attend because I really did want to immerse myself in real estate and, and I wanted that also to be something that I would be recognised for, which has um, turned out to be, a you know, a win-win for me. So that would have to have been probably the, the biggest the biggest hurdle. Um, and, you know, in, in terms of being female in this area, there weren't many female real estate agents when I first started. Um, 
So, and that's pretty much still the case now. But uh, you spoke with with Shayla Spateria yesterday, and, and she works very closely with me. And I am one hundred percent confident. Watch that space. She's going to be an amazing agent. Um, so, there's another female for us. Terrific. We'll uh, we'll boost that club up. And it was great. I did call Shayla to get some dirt on you, Trish, but. <laughs> It was all boring. It was too nice. <laughs> Might have been because she was standing about a foot away from her at the time yeah. when I was chatting with her. At the phone. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> she did look a little awkward. <laughs> but she did mention, as far as she knew, that you were the only female auctioneer in the city of, of Hume. Yes. Is that correct? Uh, yeah, to our knowledge, yes. Yeah, that's correct. Yes, yeah. Do you find that you, and we did touch on this before about how you step out in your yellow heels and everyone knows you're the auctioneer. Do you find, and I'm touching on the gender here just because it is so unusual, do you find that you have to put on a, a bit of a persona when you do step in front of that crowd? Not really. I, I, I'm just me. Um, I'm generally a, 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 like a friendly person and I generally want to involve people in things. So when I auction, I actually want to involve the crowd um, yes, we're the, we are there to do a job, uh, but why not make them a little bit more comfortable in doing that? Because most people generally would be nervous, you know, in terms of bidding. Um, so it, for me, I'm just, I'm just me, uh, you know, and I'm like that with vendors, buyers, my colleagues, anyone. They'll know that if, if you need something, you can come to me. If I'm able to do it, I will. I'm very black and white. There's no fuzzy grey with me. Maybe that's probably one of my downfalls. Um, I don't know, but yeah, I'm, I am very black and white. Um, so, you know, I will say it how it is or how I see things. So if, if people can take that with a grain of salt or take that how they like. But for me, I walk out and it's, it's just me amplified. My voice is louder. <laughs> <laughs> You grew up in, in Melbourne, so you know the turf, you know the territory. I'm assuming that's a huge ad advantage. Um, how have you seen the market in your patch change over the years? Oh, it's, it, it's gone up and down. I guess that's um, the same with, with any particular part from in, in the whole of Australia, really. But there's definitely been a, 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 pattern, a pattern that you'd say maybe like the four or five-year mark, you'll you'll see the incline, then it'll go down again, steady out again, and then the incline. And um, so that's pretty much what I've seen uh, over the time that I've looked at it from when I even first purchased to now those particular changes. And I think a lot of it is driven by amenities that are in a certain area as well. The more amenities, the more people want to be there. And that also has an impact on price as well. Yeah, terrific. Advice for females on becoming an auctioneer, obviously just listen to what we've chatted about over the last 15 minutes or so and, and replicate that, I'm suggesting, but uh, any hot tips? Be yourself. Don't try and be someone else because you can definitely come across fake and you don't want that. Uh, and I've seen that across the board, to be honest, male and female. Um, just be yourself, have some confidence and get some good training. You'll be able to do it. What would you like people to know about you, Trish? Oh, wow. Um, oh, like I said before, I am quite a black and white person. So, and I do wear my heart on my sleeve. I will give 100%, um, you know, and, and make sure that I've left no stone unturned. Uh, and and you know, I'm a kind of person that is pretty ambitious. So I like to set that bar higher and higher each time. So, you know, hopefully... You know, over the next three, four, five years, I can keep ticking off those goals that I've that I've set, and 
but I, I guess be more recognised uh, and have people want to want me to represent them in the sale of their home and, and for buyers to want to deal with me in purchasing. So that would be, you know, one of the main things that I want to be doing. Just before I let you go, any memorable auctions? I know you've called a fair few in your time, but does one or two stand out? Oh, we have definitely had some, um, some ripper auctions. Uh, oh, there was one that we had, which was in um, close to the Fairways Estate in, in Craigieburn. That auction went for, it would have been close to an hour. It was raining, so we had to do it outside at the back of the property. It had a big pergola area. And it was probably the longest auction I've ever done. <laughs> we were literally, towards the end, I was taking $100 bids. Uh, but at the end of the day, it's more money for our vendor. Uh, I know that there was a few buyers getting frustrated by that. But at the end of the day, they do understand we're there to get the most for our vendor. And if, if you, towards the end, want to give me a $100 bid, I'm not going to say no. So that, that one there would be a memorable one. And the very, very first auction that I ever did, on that one there, I'll never forget, it was around the corner from my house in Hurlingham Way. Um, and that was the very first auction that I'd ever called start to finish on my own. And uh, one of the principals of the office, Andrew Bellino, was there and he was pencilling beside me and giving me lines to say to the crowd at the same time. So I've got to thank him for that because I did go blank a few times. Um, but, yeah, and after the auction when we went inside, he, he said to the vendor, you know, how do you think Trish went? And... She was like, oh, she was amazing. It was fantastic. She was crying with tears of joy. She was so happy. Uh, and he said, oh, you know, that's the first auction she's ever done. And, and she had some friends with her and she was like, no way. And they, they would not believe him. And I was like, yeah, that's actually the first auction I've ever done. So I have to say they're, they're two of the standout ones for me, 100%. Yeah, terrific. Well, plenty of memories and uh, it sounds like plenty more to make in the future, Trish. Yeah. Um, we absolutely love you. I love that you're flying the flag for female auctioneers and uh, perhaps in 12 months' time we can catch up again and, and see where you sounds are. Sounds like an awesome plan. Look forward to it. Thanks, Trish. Thanks, Amanda.